electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning and welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber. He's a smiling Jim Cramer. We're live from Post 9 at the New York Stock Exchange. Carl has the morning off. Let's give you a look at futures as we get ready to wrap up. It's been a good week, right? Oh. If you're long stocks. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Or the S&P or the NASDAQ. Yeah. And it looks like uh, that may continue, but who knows? That's why you got to stay tuned, because a half hour from now, it could all change. Let's get to our roadmap. It does start with those stocks right there. The S&P is headed for what would be its best week since March. Both it and the NASDAQ coming off what are six straight positive sessions. That's right, six straight. Plus, Adobe's AI boost. Shares are rallying on better-than-expected quarterly results. There was a guidance boost. Shantanu Narayan, the company's CEO, joined uh, Jim last night on Mad. We'll have to that. And there's a shakeup at, at Disney. Uh, CFO, longtime CFO, Christine McCarthy, unexpectedly stepping down. She's been in that role uh, for eight years, but an important executive role in the company for a lot longer than that. We'll discuss it. But we'll start with the markets. Ahead, of course, of this uh, long holiday weekend, um, I don't know. Where's your head at? What are you thinking? I think that there's uh, a level of capitulation that's going on that's rather remarkable. Uh, once everybody, of course, capitulates, then the market does go down. But uh, we're seeing uh, these top flight strategists, one by one, recognizing that they've been too bearish. Most of them reliant on the yield curve. And as long as we had an inverted yield curve, these people felt that we had to be going down. And that turned out to be a false tell. And now they're eating what I call crow. And you know what kind of crow? No, what kind, kind of crow? There we go already. We're already on that. It didn't take you long to get there. No, I just had to do it because yesterday, as I was being belittled, I was watching one of the, a, a double of a deal that has now right. opened the Why, floodgates. Are you, are you um, insinuating that I was amongst those who was no. belittled? Okay. I just no, want to make sure. That said, Jim, to be fair, you were rec- you were very excited and enthusiastic about Kava, and it more than doubled. That said, nobody could really buy it yesterday, no, other than well, at no. over forty one dollars a share. So the question really does become: Do you still buy it today at forty three seventy eight or wherever? Histor- history says no. But what people have to understand is that a very big account, say a Fidelity, they'll get a lot of stock on the actual order, and then you know, in the actual deal, the deal price, and then they'll average up. So they say, get 500000 on the deal, and then they buy 500000 when it opens, and their basis is, say, I don't know, we call it 30 and change. So that's who does a lot of the buying, and now you're coming on top of that, and those people do not need to buy anymore. So historically, today can be an up day, but it has not been. As we looked at all the restaurants, you're okay it's with not been a good that day. Stock at 45, based on the fundamentals, based on the future. No, no, this is when and, you and earnings of the, the company. No, it doesn't really or make earnings. Light of sight. What did he say? We have line of sight. Right. Well, they, line they, of they, sight. They, but they, he wouldn't they, tell me how far out that sight. The restaurant is. margin is as good as 
as Chipotle. Remember, they don't want to be compared to Sweet Green. They want to be compared to Chipotle. Of course they do. Sweet Green being reasons. the bust of a lifetime. Yep. Uh, but I would say, David, because of their average unit volume, which, you know, the actual store is worth a little more than 2.5, and because they are not going willy-nilly growth, unfortunately, like Dutch Bros, which is what I did one, uh, then you are going to feel emboldened to buy it. But up here, you're now in territory where you typically lose money. You are at some hefty no, multiples to right revenues. And again, I'm saying point point right, they're losing money. You, yeah. you, know, you will lose money. And by the way, here. it's not like it's not quite risky. We know that some of these restaurant chains do not fare nearly as well as Chipotle has over a long period of time. By the way, I would point out Chipotle was a spinoff of McDonald's. Yeah. It, it's not comparable in the sense of it went public and, and became what it became. It, it was an earlier stage company than certainly well, it is, it but, actually, it, but it had been sort of incubated for a long yeah, period of time. It went up and then went down with the market, and then you had it, it actually went down all the way to 36, believe it or not, uh, after being like almost double that. But I think what people have to recognize is that if you come in on this day, like on a Shake Shack, which is a good example, a very good chain, it has not been rewarding. So I don't want people to buy it today, but they, you know, there's such animal spirits for them. Well, market. is it reflective, uh, you know, of the broader Yes, that's why, that's why I brought it up. Right now, I and know now, you did. I, mean, I, know you did. I figured we'd discuss it for a moment. We'll, we'll hit it later and as privately, well. privately, I talked to several companies that now say, you know what, this is why I was saying it's a floodgate. Now saying, wow, that deal really worked. I know that they're buyers. I want to bring my company home. Regardless of industry, because obviously this is not, you know, you're not going to see a, I mean, there are some other restaurant-related companes that may come yeah, public Pogut as well. Chow, Panera is also, right. yes. which we were told would never come back to the public markets, but of course Well, I mean, there's may. a queue now because um, people say that, oh, wow. But I, will it bring technology companies? Enterprise software companies are, uh, because so many have pivoted to profitability, the answer is yes. There are many enterprise software companies that are in the queue to come public. But then remember, there's two big deals. There's Stripe and there's Arm. Yeah. And those are gigantic deals. Those are. Now, Arm is a, a long-established company. Right. It's not and a, very it's good. It's not a question of profitability. And there is simply a, a question of valuation. It's all bank companies. But, yeah, David, there's no doubt about it. If you come in today and, and you buy it, you're really – the history says you're not going to make money. Okay. So, what you, about the market itself? Back to that. Well, uh, I think you know, you, to the your capitulation point, I mean, I'm, is I'm, – This morning I'm here, and you know, you're shorting anything. It's in your face right now. Well, um, you can – yeah, I'll send you an invitation to your funeral if you're shorting things here. Um, the the VIX yesterday, oddly, is like going higher and it's supposed to go lower when it's actually been going, creeping up in the last few days. And, and that's not what it should be doing. It should be going uh, down. But I would point out, that, David, that we've had such a streak that a lot of it is based on the fact that a lot of people are in the wrong direction. For instance, Tell me. there's a very interesting piece today called The Flow Show. This is from... Uh, from Bank of America, but legitimate outfit. 68 million people banked there. You know? Yes, the flow it's show. It's a bear of very little brain. It's very self-effacing by a, gel- a gentleman by the name of Michael Hartnett. Yep. Okay? And he's got a conversation about Zeitgeist. And he says, me, I'm never wrong. Wife, you should explore that. My experience of you is you're always wrong. That's the piece. That's the research. This is the zeitgeist. This is a man having a debate in his head about him and his wife, about how wrong he's he been. He ends up, as we because just he's saw been there, bear. saying been we're not bear. convinced we're at the start of a brand new shiny bull market. It still feels more like a combo of 2000 and 2008. Big rally before big collapse. You know what I say? 
I agree with his wife. His wife may. I think his wife's got horse sense. His wife may disagree. So you're all bulled up again, Kyle. No, I'm not all bulled up. I'm not all all bulled up because, no, I'm not. You want it both ways. Yes, I want it both ways. No, I mean, because we're finally overbought. We're my, I use yeah. this as us. plus five. It's historically not been a good good place to buy. Uh, my travel trust is selling today. So, therefore, I don't want to be, I don't want to be forked tongue. We're actually okay. selling today. You are selling. Yeah, we're selling some stuff. And we've right. been really liking the market, but we're selling because we've liked the market. And now we have zeitgeist people coming in not liking it, or at least this gentleman's wife. Yes. This could be like. Well, maybe she should be writing. I don't the know. If this was John Oliver, this could be grounds for divorce. It could be. It could be. He hasn't done anything on you in, in at least a few weeks. No, he John did, Oliver. did a are couple things. Yeah, he they, did something about me. But more recently? Yeah, but it was very complimentary. Yo, that one. That was not good. Yeah. Um, My wife switched from the baconator because of that. Did she? Yeah, she was embarrassed by that. She just gets the double cheeseburger now. Now just double without cheeseburger. bacon. Got it. Because she figures that way it's safe. I'm sure. I'm sure John Oliver and all his endless producers are looking right now at this and trying to. They love the show. No, they do. They love the show. They love the show. Who could uh, not like this? We are happy to have them. By the way, can I just tell you? You want sight guys? You know, I'm going to Ford next week. You're going to and Ford. I'm going to rate. I'm going to race a car with Jim Farley because you always race. But we're going to talk about ice versus EV. And before I leave, I need your advice about The Prince's Bride. Do I ask Jim Farley, do we have any footage about The Prince's Bride? And do you think Jim Farley will give you a 12-second quiet Pause. moment? I don't think he since will. Since he's never stopped talking ever. No, he doesn't. In fact, he, you know, it's interesting. I was, uh, there was a pod show that he had done not that long ago where he seemed to say, you know, these EV makers, we're not, a, we're not there with the software in the way that we need to be. Are you familiar yeah, what no, I'm talking no, he's about? So it, got, it took a lot of people he's, uh, well, sort of he, a back a bit. But, okay, so he felt he was misinterpreted. And what he really was saying was, don't worry, we're going to do this. But it's not as, it's a little trickier than you think. He was not saying he's going to lose money when he, on, right, at, but from now. He felt like he was almost backing off. No, saying, no, no, he's not. That, you know what? It's hard well, to compete with Tesla. Well, really let's, let's ask him directly. Let's let's run the tape of you and then getting get him to narrate it. Kind of like TikTok. You mean during the twelve second pause? No, no, no. He well yeah, he can put the words in. No, I am actually gonna show him I know I know he's seen it. that's because that's the interview you heard around the world. I okay. mean but you're going to see him next week. And I wanna no, And no. what are you going to talk to him about, Jim? About Musk. You are. Yes. And, and a, all right, give me a quick. You want to practice here? What's the question? Okay. All right. There's a moment in your Musk interview where you basically, there is a, an, a veiled reference to the fact that it's very hard to compete with a fully EV company when you also have an ICE business. Right. And that's what I, that's the fundamental of what I want to talk about. How do you have both an internal combustion engine and an EV company, the EV company putting the other guys out of business? And that's the most difficult transition I think America faces when it comes to industry. How do companies deal with the new world when they're, all of their business is predicated upon the old? And that's why we're going to talk about one of the hardest things. And he's very eager to talk about the charging station issue since the stock's going up from 11 and changed. To, and how he recognizes what needs to be done for the small business person. Right. But I think your interview is seminal. And I just am going to sit there with him. And we're going to go over it line by line, chapter I, and verse. I, I'm, I appreciate that. Uh, and I'm happy to role play with you if you want later. Well, he I wants can to be, be either Musk, Farley, wants, no, you, whatever you want. No, he wants to be Robin Wright or Mandy Patinkin. Oh. 
So I want to be Mandy Patinkin. We all want to be Mandy Patinkin, except when he walked off of Criminal Minds because he thought it was criminal porn and then disappeared until for years. Uh, all right. Um, by the way, Tesla's the one that's benefited the most, as you well know, from the charging station announcements. But I'm going to ask for questions although from you the, because he although loves the stock, you. the stock did back off. Farley loves you, even after the interview. I haven't even, I've never even spoken to Farley. Uh, Betty, I'm You're making you. that up. I am. That was completely You're totally making it up. No, no, the interview is something that we're going to talk about. Right. It, no, I'm not you kidding. Want, speaking of interviews. No, we're going to talk about the interview because it's like the... And I'm interview. Uh, what day are you doing this? When is this? Next I'm going to do it uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Taping or live? Um, some live, some tape. All right. And you in a race car, too. Yeah, that he wants me to drive, but that's not going to happen because I don't think I could drive the supermarket. Uh, yeah, I don't see you behind the wheel. No, often. no, I'm no. not. But my no. wife is a car freak. She's, yeah. a, she's just a car nut. All right, speaking of interviews, can we talk a little Adobe before we hit oh my God. a break? Yeah, here? because Stock's that's in be my up. wheelhouse. That is in my wheelhouse. Yes, I know. Okay, so let me break out the folder. Yep, bring out the folder. Bring out my glasses. You, you always glasses. love people yeah, to do the, that? The print is, the print is yeah, very print small. Okay, you love these? Look at these. Look at these. Oh, no, oh uh, I love those. They are my favorite. Okay, so... They the most important favorite. thing Cut was clarity. What else? Cut clarity and the, uh, no. Yeah. You took, they had Color. 0.5 billion yeah. assets uh, that have already been generated on Firefly. Firefly was introduced March 21. So yeah. think about that. March one, and this is the best one. Generations from Photoshop were 80 times higher than originally projected. That's like, that is just like when Jensen Wong announced, by the way, we're going to do $4 billion more than you thought. So, David, this is no longer a macro story. And that's one of the things that, I don't know if you have any tape because it was such an unbelievable interview. We do. Take a listen. It was the best interview in history. Take a listen. Take a listen. Kind of like my knowledge of Kava. Talking about more productivity coming through uh, artificial intelligence. Yeah, you got to hear this that everybody has associated with this, is this going to replace human ingenuity or is it going to augment human ingenuity? I think it's actually going to make people so much more productive. It's going to bring so many more marketing folks or smaller medium businesses into the fold in terms of saying, we have this creative idea and now we can use the tools even more easily to create it. Yeah, see, that's the thing that people forget is this is about a a force multiplier for smaller business because when you use it, your stuff looks just like the biggest businesses. And you usually have to do things by hand. The big guys can do it by machine. Now you can do it. You can design a pattern. You can do anything you want with this. You can do a deck, a pattern, a house, clothes, and times where it might be an hour that would be typically two weeks. And that's what he's talking about. So small business person is now equal to any big business. That David, those numbers, he, he, he was blown away by how many people opened accounts in Firefly. Okay, that's what it, it was the account openings to well, use. I mean, my new daughter's on the Firefly, the Firefly product, which Everybody's, is a generative right, AI product. Right, she went to Parsons. Everybody in Parsons on the Firefly, everyone's on it. Because you can make a dress in two hours. It would have taken weeks. And this thing's just revolutionary, and people are still loath to think that it's anything but hype. 80 times what they thought? 80 John times. Ryan's like probably the most proficient. He was the first one that Jensen went to, the March 21st launch. March 21st launch. And this thing's being used by millions of people already. Yeah. And by the way, lucrative. We don't talk about Figma and we don't talk about Micro. Right. Those things did not come up. Figma Macro. Macro Figma. 
Um, all right, coming up right here. We're is that talk a good a, a block? I mean, because we'll talk about I it. I thought it was pretty good. I give it. A, I'm going to. Sh- give it a B plus. No, come on. I'm going to show Farley your thing. Uh, I hope you do. Hope oh you no, do. it is. Back to Farley. All right, Farley on the brain. We got the Magic Kingdom on the brain here as well. Christine McCarthy, of course, a longtime CFO, stepping down. We're going to talk a bit about that. Take a look at futures. We get ready to uh, open here. A little less than 15 minutes from now, we are still looking for a slightly higher open. Horse walk in the street straight ahead. You seek the key, but first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. No, let's get, uh, I got Let's it. I'm back. Dash. I'm back off the off the phone. You want to do a mad dash? Well, Jeff, you know, I got to tell you, David, I just think, again, I'm going with this theme of capitulations. That's what's driving this part of the market, which is never near the end. And then it drops off. And then it can come back again, refresh. But there's a, there's a company where there were three bears. Yes, three actual bears knocking it when they reported in the company's catapult. And the three little bears we're all about how it looks like that the last this is the last good quarter for Caterpillar. Well, it turns out that Caterpillar's going around and telling a story, Jim Ubbleby, that says actually business is quite good. It has not fallen off. So today, Bank of America, one, not one of the bears, goes from 250 to 283. In the interim, a lot of people get worried about cat's dividend when things go down. Well, they gave you a quarterly dividend boost of 8%. So cat is my metaphor for the moment. A company that three bears who said the cycle, the yield curve indicates that we're going to have a recession, sell cat, they're going to have too much inventory, versus the amazing trajectory of infrastructure money coming from the federal government, as well as no cessation of building apartments, homes, because of the shortage of apartments and homes. Commercial real estate, not that important. Not, uh, but the biggest driver of CAT and what the bears didn't realize, data centers. Right. And if you have AI, you need so many more data centers. That is what it's levered to. So this Caterpillar going to 283, my chapter trust does own it. We were suffering. It was at 286. It was at 206. Two and a half weeks ago. Yep. And that's, you, and that's the kind of move that this market's putting on. We could have put up Eaton. We could have put up Parker Hannafin. We could put up any number of industries right now. And they all look exactly like that. And your soul ran looks exactly like that. And that's because there's not going to be a recession is what these stocks are saying. Yeah. Uh, so many things to talk about, including are those data centers, AI, what it's going to be. Well, there's I mean, a, what's there's so many data- aspects to it as well. There's a lot of building going on in there the country. Is. And it's just starting um, with the infrastructure. We consume an enormous amount of energy. Oh, uh, we got to cover that. We got to cover, cover that. that. All right. We got an opening bell, what, seven minutes away. A lot more to get to. Don't go anywhere. 
CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Christine McCarthy, the uh, picture you see right there in the corner is uh, no longer going to be the CFO of the Walt Disney Company, uh, effective July 1st. Uh, they're talking about a family medical leave of absence, but of course you will be stepping down. Kevin Lansbury, Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer of the Parks Division, will be taking over on an interim basis again. That's effective July 1st, right. so uh, a couple of weeks away. Uh, she's been an important part of this company sure, for she's a long a period of time. Person. A lot of people know she's, she's had various medical leaves. And- I've discussed this with her. I remember when I had my back problem, I went to her because she's had a terrible back surgery and just a trooper. And I think as a person that is of strong, uh, has strong views. But David will also point out there's a new CEO coming, right? So there would most likely be, she's an interim to that. I mean, a new CEO is probably going to put in his or her own CFO is right. I mean, a year and a half from now. Yeah. So, I mean, this, there's a gap here. Potentially. But I yeah. do think that she will always be thought of as someone who was really about fiscal responsibility. Although she did clash dramatically with Bob Chapek. We know that. Yes, I do. I do know that. Towards that the end of his term. Obviously, initially, it's no. Not, never been clear that Initially, her, no, but then yes. Yes. Initially, no, and then yes. Um, that's got to get people's attention sometimes. And then... Well... Um, you know, I think some of these reports in the journal, not sure they're that accurate, I guess is what I would say based on what I've heard in terms of real disagreements over cuts and strategy. It's not clear to me that that is the case based well, on at least what I understand. I do think as a CFO, uh, when you realize that your CEO is spending more money than you thought or is losing more money than you thought, it can come, as, it can come to some degree as a revelation. But at the same time, I think I, I will. I think you got to take a long-term view on how she did a great job. Uh, but there will be others in that position. I know that I myself, unfortunately, has been a little part of the story. I don't want to be. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm just going to say that it's in the journal. If you want to read it, I'm not, not no, rehashing. I know. I know. You're, some of your texts uh, back and forth were in the Wall Street Journal, right. and which I, is a and bizarre I, all place I can to say be. Is that I did not share my text. With Understood. And I was disappointed that we'll that had happened. We'll see what develops, if anything, from here. Um, how about this? Again, not in as terms important of, a story as people are making. No, I mean, well, okay, not. And the reason I say that is because look, the company's in transition, and it, they're trying to take out costs, which she's in. They're trying to take out significant costs. We know. So and Bob Iger's on that same path as she is. Um, Let's take out costs. And then the larger issue for all of these companies, of course, again comes back to direct to consumer. What kind of a business will it be? It consumes so much cash to a certain extent. It has different characteristics than does, of course, the old linear cable business, namely one being that your customers can churn off like that. But Bob um, Iger was at the Visual Pro. He was at the launch. Yes, I of, the, spent, of the Apple Yeah, goggles. I spent a lot of time wearing them yesterday, and the most exciting uh, application is sports. Uh, if He obviously has a leg up. If he can do ESPN, yeah. like I saw yesterday, yeah. then you are going to say, I want to subscribe to ESPN. And that's far more important than anything happening to Christine McCormick. I'm sure it is. And by the way, I want to hear about those goggles. Uh, but right now, you can hear the applause building here on a Friday. Long weekend. Everybody, get ready. Although it's going to rain a lot here, unfortunately. Really? Oh. 
opening bell, take a look at the real time of things back at our headquarters. Um, and again, given what we saw from the future, we may get more green on that board. Uh, real estate brokerage compass for the honors here over at the NASDAQ WSFS Financial. It's based in Delaware. Um, are you want to finish that text? I can talk. I feel like you. Doing to me. Look, we have a TV show. You know what? Now it's I not realize. A TV show. We're like, I realize it we're is. We're like reporters. You know, I know. It's not How a normal. not go? You, you got to do it. And when I do it, will no, you not I, give I me a hard time? I, I, no, I didn't want to be rude. You well, always turn to me. You're, and you're always mad at me when no, I'm trying to find things out. when you're texting your family. I find it annoying when you're texting your family. I'm texting my family. All right, David, can we? I want to. I want to. Oh, wait. What? Up. I walked the dog. Yeah, I did walk the dog. I walked I, the dog. Actually, okay. Jenny Depp. I want to talk about. She wouldn't know. I, right. I, have you seen Waller's comments? Did you see the? Yeah, let's talk about Waller's comments because they were about uh, the banking industry. Right. Um, and I mean, the comments in part were about: Are we going to start to see um, more stringent lending? Right. Uh, That's as the a result, of course, of higher rates and deposits flowing out. Well, if that is the case, about commercial if real that is estate, the case, then it might reduce the need for at least some further tightening of monetary policy to lower inflation. Right. That's what he said. That was Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Waller, and that was on Friday. Uh, now, he did say, not our fault about the actual bank failures, um, Yeah. but then went on to talk about the financial stresses in the banking sector. But people seem to have forgotten there was, there was a mini-crisis, right? There was. There was and a mini-crisis. I thought he brought this up, and it was not really brought up very much in the, in the conference. What's been brought up Here, in the Actually, conference? let's take a listen to what Waller had to say. Do we have that, guys? Let me state unequivocally, the Fed's job is to use monetary policy to achieve its dual mandate. And right now, that means raising rates to fight inflation. It is the job of bank leaders to deal with interest rate risk. And nearly all bank leaders have done exactly that. I do not support altering the stance of monetary policy over worries of ineffectual management at a few banks. All right. All right. Well, look, I, I think that there is I saw Larry Summers saying that the Fed is not really telling the truth, whatever. Not, no, not, not speaking correctly. I have my view on what the Fed should be doing. You have Waller's view. And by the way, for those wags, yes, I thought that Darren Waller was a good pickup by the Giants. All right. Uh, here's my problem. It's all it's apartment buildings and housing. And if you look at the number of apartment buildings and houses that are being built now versus America when we had 100 million fewer people, it's ridiculous. We're building a fraction of what we used to build. And that's the real problem. So how does the Fed, because it's housing, remember, housing not in the CPI, but rents in the CPI. I would just be much more comfortable in that Hollywood Squares game that he does with all those journalists is if he just said, look, the real problem is, is that everyone has a right to a home in this country, the American dream. And that's being taken away because housing's appreciated 40 percent. And we are searching for ways to be able to make it so housing prices are rolled back. Because, David, if you listen to the Kroger call yesterday, which was an amazing call, everything's being rolled back in the supermarket. Everything. It's yeah. not the supermarket. If you listen to the TJX call, it's not apparel, even though apparel's up. If you talk to CarMax, the used cars have gone dramatically down, much more than they were up this time. But what you 
don't hear from any home builder is we're building them as fast as we can. Right. And that's what Powell has to talk about. Why doesn't he just be more transparent? Well, why isn't it enough, Jim, that there does seem to be a real diminution in demand from many consumers who are trading down from steak at the supermarket to hamburger? Um, and he talked about it yesterday. Yes. The Kroger CEO, Rodney McMullen, oh, talked his, about that was and SNAP benefits. That was a really bad um, call. In our really, interview as well. That was a call that says the consumer is going, trading down from the nice. Why isn't boutique. that enough? I mean, no, in other because, words, why? Because, because housing is up so much. You can't have one part of the economy that is such a huge part of 70% of inflation not coming down. Now, Lenar, which is a fabulous home builder, did say home prices have cut the average. It is down slightly from last year. But why doesn't Powell just come out and say, look, the problem is we're having a hard time getting housing, uh, housing more houses built. We're having a hard time getting more apartments built. And we're going to play for time until we do, because that is central. That's that 70 percent of inflation problem. David, right. you can't calculate it any different. 70 percent is the is housing. So unless he we don't want to burn down the village to save it. We do not want to have to make everybody lose their job in order for housing to come down because there's not a demand because you have to go back and move in with your folks, which is what the, that's one way to get housing down. The other way is just play for time, let the cycle come out, and let some of these home builders start realizing, wait a second, maybe we're not going to have a recession. Let's build more than we thought. Toll, KB. I get, I get it. And KB's got really nice, reasonably priced homes. But it's housing. And the fact that he won't come out and say that versus all these other line items. I mean, natural gas is down big. I mean, every every line item is down big except for sugar and next quarter will be beef. And right. housing. Right. All right. So if everything's down and I'm not moving, then I'm or then inflation's not hitting me as hard. Unless you're except renting. renting. Unless you're renting. Yeah, yeah, but David, renting is the but biggest rent's part. Starting to, rents are starting well, to come down. Well, but I'm saying, yes. That's why I say play for time. It's going your way. It's going your way if you're pal. But just admit that the principal reason we have inflation is housing, both rental and new homes, but those are starting to go down in price. And a lot of it is, by the way, the stuff that goes into a home is coming down in price. Right. So I'm saying the Fed is winning, but not winning enough in renting. But why does he say it? Why does I don't Jerome Powell say know. it? What do you want? Why does he say it? Come on. I could get Darren Waller from the Giants to say it. I could Photoshop it using Firefly. Just a second, um, let's, let me let's have that. move on to some other names here. Um, That's right. usually what I do. I know. I'm moving you on. I'm moving you on to something you love talking Carbon? about. You haven't spoken so about I, it enough today. No, this NVIDIA. I didn't want to do that because I was waiting for you why to bring it up. Why is Morgan Stanley now? Now they make it a top pick. Now, okay, I, I know why. I know why. NVIDIA, by the way, the is answer. now a top pick at I know Morgan the Stanley. They raise their price targets on AI names, NVIDIA, AMD. They're very late here, aren't they? Aren't they? Yeah, the answer is they're late. Now, if you listen to Adobe's call last Stocks night. Stocks up 200% Adobe, this year. Now we're going to make Adobe's it Adobe's Adobe's partner is NVIDIA. We know that. Then you know the demand is just incredible. You know that AMD's chips, as good as they are, are not, even if you bundle them together, going to come anywhere near NVIDIA. The only thing that can stop NVIDIA is if you listen to Henry Kissinger in an amazing interview in Bloomberg, which I suggest everybody do if you can get it, is a war. And he says that can be avoided if you have more conversations between the two countries. And that's what's happening. Yes, which makes uh, you even more bullish. Secretary Blinken is going. But to, how about to how China? About, how about Bill Gates sitting down with and Bill President Gates Xi? sat down with and uh, they, you're with talking Xi? About person to person. Mm-hmm. 
So that's kind of what we, if you're... Meanwhile, the Chinese economy is having some well, serious that's part issues, of the problem. Uh, which you've discussed a number of times. They're trying, the journalists got a story that we haven't heard the announcements yet, but pointing to a number of significant announcements that all involve lowering rates in some way, but making we, the cost of borrowing uh, cheaper to not, try to stimulate some economic growth in China. Their banks remind me very much of the savings and loan crisis in this country, 1980-1982. Their banks' balance sheets are, are not, no bank, no, they would flunk every stress test. If Tim Geithner were to go over there, he would say, Every one of you are flunking and you all got to raise equity and you go raise it in America because they're just stupid. They'll probably buy it. Well, he wouldn't say that because he's a respectful uh, person. And, and you've talked about it as well. The youth unemployment rate in China, 24 percent. That's unbelievable. Um, and we've had, and they can't we've had build units joining apartments. us. I mean, they expected a bigger rebound once they lifted all the COVID restrictions. It was very short lived. Right, it was. Uh, and so that plays into it as well. A number of things. By the way, can you explain Micron to me? They kind of get banned in China, then well, they invest $600 million in China? That was rather odd. Uh, Sanjay Marocha apparently was able to have a much more constructive dialogue with CEO. Uh, when Micron bottomed, it was incredible. It bottomed on the call where, where Sanjay said, I see no bottom. And that is classic of when you have to pull the trigger of Micron. And I'm not playing the opposite. Sanjay's a straight guy. He's saying what he sees. But historically, if you go back to 1993, okay, which is the seminal period of Micron, yep. you bought Micron when they said there was no hope. Right. Because that's how the cycle works. And look at how it's done. Micron has either been in the top quartile or the bottom quartile of, of the S&P almost every, it's either at the top or the bottom. And right now it's going to look at this. This stock um, is a horse. They are going to be investing an additional $600 million in a plant in, uh, in China. How about Intel putting a lot of um, money in Poland? Yeah, a lot of money. Um, wow, that is a great. I love I love seeing those longer term ones. That does put some things in perspective. Look at the spike in Micron. 93. Remember back in the days, the J.R. Simplot days, the Spud Stud. Remember? He had the famous Yom Kippur downgrade in 1993. Yes, that wasn't him. No, what? that was who downgraded it. Dick Whittington. What was his name? Whittington. Whittington. Yeah. He I was talking about J.R. Simplot though. Oh, yeah, there's a potato. Went from making the potatoes. McDonald's French fries to Right, and that's why the funding, company's located where it funding is. This well, I, I didn't mean to slam that guy. I just I remember that you, when you saw that spike up, there was a fantastic downgrade at the top, and it happened no. to have come we can, on you a, and I a, can go a back very 30 years set, and, on a and solemn and Jewish holiday. Remind, and, remember all these things, all oh, the suffering. I have information okay. in my head that is more useless than anything I've ever You history. do. You do have so much. Uh, somehow you remember all the useless information. I know. In, in but with I, the but useful. I hey, don't remember hey, my hey, wife's hey, name. Hey, no. But you do know she likes the, uh, no more Baconator. She likes the cheeseburger. Um, Amazon is going to, uh, has gotten clearance from the CMA, a regulator you know well because I've talked about it so much having to do with Microsoft. So I'm glad you brought this up. To buy iRobot. iRobot is a relatively small company, but it's up 20%. By the way, just to be clear, Amazon does not have approval from the FTC, right. nor does it have approval yet from the EC. That said, the CMA apparently is now a big deal. And so I'd like to go with that you. has sent the they stock have, up. I believe it would be more than many people perhaps had anticipated it would go up on this approval, but maybe they see it as a sign that the FTC will also so. say no problem. Now, they have a um, sample factory, we'll some see. call it a Potemkin Village, a sample factory where they use the robots and show you what it's like. Now, at the end of Jensen's remarkable keynote, he's talking about one of the key uses of his, one of the absolute key uses is create robots so that right. you don't have to use uh, 
diesel fuel forklifts or even fuel cell forklifts? Do you think this is a really important use case? Um, Umana, another name, we mentioned it earlier in the week when at an investment conference, UNH warned about its medical loss ratio being higher than perhaps had been anticipated, in part because a number of uh, people, particularly elderly people, were getting the surgeries they had put off during the pandemic. Um, I think the stock is being rated down, and I've said that to the company this Now, morning. they did reaffirm their fiscal year guide. No, but yeah, there's, actually, it's the low end. I mean, they right. did not, you know, they, they are, they do have They'll issues with this. Reaffirm your insurance segment benefit expense ratio guidance of 86.3 to 87.3, although they now expect to be the top end of that. Right. And the expectation is driven primarily by the emergence of higher than anticipated non-inpatient utilization trends. Hence why the stock was down 11% the other day. Now, I think the stock was up today, up yesterday. It's giving back that gain a little bit. But I found it a reassuring statement. They are going to be speaking with uh, with investors next week. I, I think that Mr. Broussard will tell a very, very good story. And if you're short Umana, then I'm going to send you an invitation to your funeral. Really? Yes. Uh, meanwhile, all the parts makers were up. And by yes. that, I mean the hips, the joints, the I've had Stryker knees. on. They're doing very well. Medtronic not doing as well, but people like it. Stryker doing the best. ISRG being the single biggest beneficiary. And David, a stock that we don't talk enough about because it's really embroiled in talent litigation. J&J, they're about the biggest. They and are one of the And biggest. they are spinning that to be, remember, they're yes. separating their Tylenol from the real stuff. Right. And J&J is... Any day now, there's a court suit going to come down in San Francisco, which it, I think does not go J&J's way, even though J&J's had a good defense. J&J has been dead money for a long time, hasn't it? Let's go back. Let's take a look. Actually, I, we went forward there. We can see that it has actually had a nice month. I call it moribund. Can we go back? It's moribund. All right. All right. That gives it a better. What a wow. chart that is. Jesus. That's 20 years. It's but, not great either. Look, it's, it's, one of the, it's AAA. AAA balance sheet. Um, only very, run. very well only run. run, but I will say this, David, if they lose this case, in, yeah. uh, in this California case from the 24-year-old who's uh, sick and apparently dying, it will be uh, make it so that it's very unlikely that they'll get the big settlement, the $8.9 billion settlement that they're trying to make. This is my own view yeah. with, uh, with a huge number of the plaintiff's lawyers. Uh, but you know what? In the back, lurking in the back of everything is the plaintiff's bar. Will they ultimately face the Supreme Court that is at last pro-corporate? And the big multi-district litigation plaintiffs that have bankrupted companies, will that game end because of the Supreme Court being so packed with pro-business people? Interesting point. Um, I did want to point in a week, talk Disney, of course, uh, CFO uh, leaving the company. The stock is down about 1.2%. Warner Brothers Discovery, though, was weak yesterday, weak again today. Nothing I can point to specifically. There are some broad concerns, it seems, about the upfront sale of advertising being perhaps slower than had been anticipated. There was a report yesterday saying maybe things are even slower for them. It's not clear that that's the case. Yeah, but David, that's, um, that's a that's The a Flash swag. movie's coming out. I don't know if that's, you know, uh, going to have an impact if, if it's not well-reviewed. Um, that said, they paid down, remember, they paid down some debt. I think there's an anticipation that there's going to be a big free cash flow quarter coming for the company, given that. You do have all the issues with involving CNN that continues to uh, occupy a lot of the media. Um, and then it's a the parlor game. It's a parlor game. Continuing to cut costs and get to break even, if not parlor game. That. What he's going to do with CNN? You keep hearing that his cash flows dropped a little. I bit. think you try. You try to fix it. Maybe you sell it if you can't. I'm not sure who you sell it to. 
Can I just say that um, I think CNN. the debt pay down is rather remarkable and that I think that David Zaslav is going to be a winner here. You do, huh? Yes, I do. Really? I did not think that initially. And now you think he I is I care going about to be the balance sheet. Like, and if he can do that. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's a concern for me can, that they'll lose NBA. They to can say get Apple down, let's call it 3.6 leverage ratio by the end of the year. I watched the, you remember, I, I, was, I watched the Goblins. You okay? watched the who? The Pro, the, the Vision Pro. Oh, yeah, you haven't told us. And what is your review of the Vision Pro from the Apple? The Vision Pro? Yeah, I'm give tell me your you. review. I, I, felt like, I felt like crying, and they told me I, I was done. I had to go, and I couldn't watch it. You enjoyed it? Because it was so extraordinary. Really? I, I thought the Vision Pro is a life, not game, life changer. I, I will watch everything using the Vision Pro, including sports, which is the best use case. All right. Do you think Bob Iger should give up ESPN? ESPN it will be a gold mine when Vision Pro comes out. And by the way, does Eddie Q not know that? MLS, messy, and not M-E-S-S-Y kind. It was amazing. Not the Y kind, the I kind. Ownership of the team, participation of Apple, streaming. All right, we've really got to go. Ugh, darn, and Disney's the winner. We go to Bob Pisani, Vision check Pro in Disney. with him on what he's watching this morning. Bob. Good morning. Uh, well, we four to one advancing to declining at the open, but the high print was the open, 44, 48 or so. And we've been essentially moving straight down from there. Uh, so good open, uh, not so much uh, in the uh, last 10 minutes or so. I like what I'm seeing this week, though. It, it's still the broadening of the market is very, very heartening. If you look at the sector leadership, OK, tech is still up, what, 6% this week. Uh, S&P 500 is up a little more than 3%. But transports have had a great week. Uh, Southwest and Delta and Deer, uh, and some of these other big names have been moving really nicely. Uh, General Industrials, I should say. Uh, and they've been really good. In fact, the transports are only 2% from a new high. That's very, very encouraging. That's a, a Dow confirmation signal if we get there. Uh, retail's been having a great week. Forgotten names. Carvana's had a good week. Big lots. Even Target and Kohl's, which have not been particularly great performers recently, have done very well on top of that. And industrials. Uh, it's heartening to see amongst uh, the new highs, consistent new highs in some of the big global industrial names. So Otis, for example, is another new one that's been added. But we've talked a lot about what's been going on with GE and Rockwell uh, on top of that. So that's all very heartening uh, in general here. I think the problem is the market is sort of debating what's the catalyst for a pullback, not what's the catalyst for the market to go up. That's already happened. So everybody keeps screaming at me about valuations, Bob, forward numbers, or depending on how you figure it out, it's 18 times, 19 times. That's a, that's a headwind. Well, uh, it, yes, but if you're watching earnings, earnings are actually creeping up again, not down. If earnings are creeping up, the bulls are going to be fine with saying the valuations are a little higher, but earnings are going up. That's not a great argument. When earnings are going down, valuations are a, a problem. Tech earnings are actually moving up faster than the overall market. It's hard to make big, big arguments about what's the imminent catalyst for a market downturn at this point. And the case for the hard landing is waning a little bit. There was almost no reaction to the possibility of higher rates from the Fed. My heavens, if that doesn't move things down, what is at this point? So we're going to have to wait for some event that's not quite clear for us. Meantime, we have today to get through. And remember, this is an expiration day. This happens four times a year. There is a triple witching that is the quarterly 
the expiration of stock and index options and index futures. It is also the S&P 500 quarterly rebalancing. The expiration day is not as big as it used to be because weekly options and monthly options have become extremely dominant uh, in, the, uh, in the derivatives market uh, over some of these quarterly options that used to be really, really big events. However, we do have some rebalancing going on today. So for example, Palo Alto Networks is going into the S&P 500 at the close. Dish Network is going out. This has been well telegraphed. This happened on June 2nd. They made the announcement. And predictably, guys, we have what we call the S&P 500 effect. Again, this is very well studied. After announcements and before you actually go in, you get out performance. So Palo Alto has been up 12% since the announcement was made. Dish Network has been down. Again, very well studied. Of course, the comical thing is after they go in, it tends not to outperform. Uh, there is, David, just a quick buyback announcement here. So uh, companies have been buying back stock. There's the usual group that have been heavy buyback uh, companies, Apple, Alphabet, Chevron, Berkshire, Exxon, and Meta. And at the close, the index companies, the companies that have S&P 500 are going to rebalance, reduce their share count, and increase for NVIDIA. David, back to you. Bob, thank you. Bob, NVIDIA, Sonny. the story of this market. Yes, NVIDIA is the story of the market. All right, there's another market we like to watch a little bit. It's called the bond market. Let's give you a quick look at the bond report and check out how treasuries are, are faring. It is only the largest market in the world, right? Dollar-wise, it's fixed income far larger oh. than equities. Uh, there it is. That two-year note, Jim, 4.738. That's still tempting. I'm sorry. The inverted yield curve kept I'm everyone sorry, to it's these. tempting. All of these strategists just looked at that. They didn't bother to read. They didn't bother to even think there could be anything else happening. We're back at this. Top performers on the S&P led by Carnival. Oh, my. That's Doesn't for the, stop. That's for the weekend. I have uh, stuff on Oracle next week that's going to blow your mind up. All right. You see the rest there as well. Oracle, uh, obviously, after earnings a few days ago. We're back red for this. What we're going to look at is United Health and Humana, not from the point of view that they put up, they put up problems, they do have problems, but whether Humana is a buy, which the Travel Trust owns, at a certain point, given the fact that the stock's down 100 points from its high, and it's a pretty good company, and so is UNH. So the question is not, are they going to be hurt by this, but how do you value a company that you know is going to be hurt by this? Got it. Uh, we got a quick break, of course. Got the S&P and the Nasdaq. Is that it for me? Am I getting the broom? That's it. You're done, man. Oh, then I will see you. You're done. I'm going to knock You're going to be racing with Farley next week. Yeah, but I'm also going to talk about Musk, and I think it's going to be really terrific. People uh, really have to watch it, including your tape. Great long weekend. You two have to follow this Thank you, buddy. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.